Welcome to another edition of the Be Atento podcast, where we have our wonderful guest with us. She is the lead community manager of Tulsa Remote. She is a dynamic woman. She's bringing many gifts and talents to the table. And we're so glad to have her here in Tulsa, where she is truly leading a, a cohort of transplants who have come here to Tulsa to expand their career, to expand their horizons, and also to expand our community. So we bring to you none other than Dominic Clark. Dominique, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Aaron. Absolutely. I'm happy to be here. It's such a pleasure. Sean and I have been doing this for a little while now, and we talk a lot about the ecosystem. And so we thought it would be good to bring a real champion of the ecosystem to the table and have you talk about some things that are going on here in Tulsa for our listeners. All right. So let's just start off with you a little bit. Tell us a little bit about the Dominic Clark story, where, where you can start from wherever you like. Yeah. So I actually was. Born and raised in Los Angeles. My parents are immigrants from Belize. And so they met each other in Los Angeles, had me there and me and my siblings. So I spent majority of my life there until around 2007. I was midway through high school. My dad works for American Airlines. And so they were going through some transitions and he came to us and told us, hey, we're probably going to be moving somewhere else. And so he gave us a list of options, including Miami, Oklahoma, a few other places. And I was like, Okay, like I can do this, but definitely Miami. And so I just thought that that was going to be the choice. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then a little bit later, he came back with a decision. It was like, I have a friend in Oklahoma. We're moving to Oklahoma. Yeah. And I was like, wait, I haven't <laughs> thought about this. Like, I don't know where that is, like what to even think or what to expect. You thought, in terms it, you of thought that. it was your decision. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was all up to me. And, and it definitely wasn't. And so, you know, kind of growing up in L.A., moved over to Tulsa back in 2007 with my family. And so it kind of started there in terms of like coming into a new city. My experience in Oklahoma just started there. And so I started going to school at Union High School, which was South Tulsa, graduated and then ended up going to Northeastern State University over in Tahlequah. And so I went from Tulsa to Tahlequah. And so I had that experience, was there for four years, moved back to Tulsa, started working in a few different areas ultimately led me into working with Family Children's Services as a case manager, helping with the homeless population there, spent a couple of years there, and then ultimately ended up moving over to workforce. And so I spent majority of my work life doing that, helping people with finding careers, helping to build resources that go along with that wraparound service for people looking for jobs, looking for a new way of life, and, you know, kind of moved up in those in that area and ended up running the operations and, and being a part of this, the overall process of somebody getting access to those services, workforce services and everything else that comes along with that. So that's kind of my journey in Tulsa or from where I came from to Tulsa um, and kind of what my work experience and everything has been centered around. And in all of those roles, there was always a community aspect in it in terms of Tulsa. And it's ultimately what kept me rooted to Tulsa. It's what, you know, helped me to find my purpose in being here. Just knowing that there's so much need in Tulsa and being able to be a resource and be supportive of people in their journeys in life is what kept me in Tulsa. And Tulsa Remote came on board and it was like, well, why not? <laughs> why not be a part of that? Nice. Nice. And so you've been with Tulsa Remote for how long now? So it's been about a year and a couple months. I started in February of 2020, so right before the pandemic. Uh, wow. Hit. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. And how long has Tulsa Remote been around? Tulsa Remote has been around since 2018. 2018. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're about halfway through the program. Well, 
little bit more than halfway you came yep. in. Okay. Gotcha. And so what what are some of the things that Tulsa Remote is looking to do or looking to work on in terms of bolstering uh, Tulsa's ecosystem or the city at large? What How, how does uh, Tulsa Remote find its way being a player in that space? Yeah, so Tulsa Remote coming as a, a GKFF initiative, I mean, being funded through there. Initially, when they when it was started, it was really meant to bring a variety of talented professionals to Tulsa to add to the growth that was already happening in Tulsa. And so, you know, with having a remote, remote position, I, I believe that they realized that it's a way for people to get exposure and you don't have to live in the place that you actually work. And so when it started, bringing people into the city to, has just been able to just help add to the diversity of industries just because of where everybody's coming from, adding to the diversity in terms of the people, where they're coming from, their experiences, skill sets. And so in terms of the ecosystem, we're bringing in new jobs, new opportunities. Um, and as people get integrated within the community, it's just going to continue to just unfold and just help some of the other organizations and things that are locally here just get different perspectives, get more input, you know, and just help to create a larger, more diverse and inclusive Tulsa in the long run. Nice. Nice. So how many people did, did Tulsa Remote bring to Tulsa that first year? And then how many people are now here in Tulsa as a part of the Tulsa Remote program? So the first year, they brought in about a total of 70 people for that first year. And so I think within that first year, it was definitely probably let's pilot in to see how things go. And initially, when it started, they got way more applications and things and interest than what was anticipated. And so, you know, got 10,000s of applications that came in. And so it was, I'm sure, very hard to decide how many people get to come to Tulsa. And I think even the number that they wanted to bring in was much lower than the 70, but they ended up increasing it just because there was so much interest, so many great people that were trying to be a part of the program. Wow! And so, yeah, so we had over 10,000 applications came through. And at this point in time, we're close to about a thousand members who've been in the program. And that's people who have completed their 12 months and then also people who are current and just coming into the program as well. A thousand people in Mm -hmm. three years. And how many, what percentage of of folks actually end up staying in Tulsa after their, their, 12 months. The last time they pulled the data was about 90% of people wow. staying in Tulsa. That's Powerful. awesome. Mm-hmm. So it's it's been amazing just to kind of see how many people that growth, because the first year when they did the cohort of 70, it went to a rolling basis after that year. So every month we're bringing in about 60 to 90 people each month that have moved to Tulsa, have joined Tulsa Remote and ready to be a part of, you know, the, the community here. Wow. Wow. I um so a quick follow up question to that. Every so often I, I feel like I see another news article of some other town in the United States or some other country around the globe starting a similar program. Do these other cities or, or countries ever reach out to Tulsa Remote and are like, Hey, how'd you guys do it? Definitely, yeah. definitely. I know, you know, our leadership has gotten lots of requests just help wanting to get consultation on like what is it about Tulsa Tulsa Remote that has brought people here, what's what's keeping them here. Those types of things. So our leadership is always going and, and talking to other organizations and other places about what we're doing and how they can recreate the same experience that we've had here in Tulsa. Wow, that's amazing. That's really, really cool. So when the Tulsa Remoters come and they are plugged into this this ecosystem, how do you all go about engrafting them? Like how, how do you make it so that they're not ornamental, but they're actually a part of the community and they're able to assimilate into yeah. the into this space? Yeah. So it actually starts before they get to Tulsa. And so as we go, as they go through the application process and all of that, 
we have things that are embedded to help them. So we have different guides to be able to show them the landscape of Tulsa. We encourage them to visit so that they get to look at the city for themselves. You know, and during those visits, we're also showing them around, teaching them about the history of Tulsa, showing them the different areas, as well as like as they're coming into those visits together, they're building those relationships with one another as they're going through the process as well. And so, you know, that also piques the interest. We've had so many people who have come to Tulsa and they were at first, they were a little skeptical and then they come <laughs> in and then they're like, they come back to me at the end of their visit and they're like, oh my gosh, yeah. I'm definitely moving here and I'm going to move here a lot faster than I was planning ahead of time just yeah. because I love it so much. Wow. And so we start off in the beginning, just making sure that they have a, a great understanding of what Tulsa is as much as we can. And then from there, once they choose to move to Tulsa and they've been accepted, you know, we have something that we use, a platform called Slack. And so it's a way for them to communicate before they even get to Tulsa. And so people are on Slack. They're asking questions about best places to live. And then our members are also sharing their resources because they've just gone through that process. So that one has been a very easy way just to get them connected and plugged in to other Tulsa remote members, find out information, share resources like that. But once they're actually here in Tulsa, we want to make sure also like they're not just connected with Tulsa remote members, but also they're getting integrated into the community. And so we put on a lot of different events every month, a variety of events so that they get to know each other. They get to get experience different gems of Tulsa. And then we also invite local leaders to come to those as well so that they can connect with those people, you know, get to learn about what their organizations, what they're doing and expand their networks with people who are already here. And so our events are social, but we also have informational events where we're inviting other partners in, like reading partners, Leadership Tulsa, things like that, so that they get exposure and can have an entry point and learn about the work that's already being done in Tulsa. And then they can choose to volunteer and, and do those things. We do wow. volunteer events. We do speaker series, you know, where we invite people, um, local leaders to come and talk about certain things. So we had people that would come. We had our governor get on there and talk about different things. And we you know talked about branding in Tulsa and, and how to how they can share their experience with other people. And so, yeah, so we just do a lot of different programming, but we also try to make sure that we connect them on a one on one basis. So like as we're talking to members, we're asking them like, hey, what do you want to do while you're here? You know, how do you want to get involved? What are you passionate about? And then me and the other community members, you know, can reach out to them, connect them with other people that we know can help them get integrated a little bit more. So it really is just having a resource of people, having like, you know, good relationships with people locally who are willing to accept our remoters in and show them their networks and, and, and help them to find out what the needs are so that they can get involved, they can volunteer, they can give back in a lot of different ways in which they're passionate about. So how do you, two things. One, can you just go over the program for our listeners who may not have heard of uh, Tulsa Remote before? What What is the, the the highlights of the program? And then what is the selection process like? How do you know if with 10,000 applicants, yeah. how do you choose 70 and say, <laughs> you make it, you don't? I mean, how, how does that work? Yeah, so Tulsa was an initiative funded by GKFF you know, just to add to the diversity of industries and bring people into Tulsa, give exposure to people in that way. And so in terms of our application process, it's pretty straightforward in terms of like what they're applying and what the criteria is. You know, if they're 18 or older, they have a remote position and they live outside of the United States, they meet that basic minimum um, criteria. After that, we also invite them to do an interview with us. And so the interview is a process where it's more so let's get to know you outside of your application. Let's get to know what you're passionate about. Let's get to know what you want to do, you know, what you're about. So that as you come to Tulsa, you already thinking that in mind. How do I get involved? How do I 
be a part of the local community here. And it's also a time for them to ask us questions, you know, and we can be a resource for them. Like I get questions all the time, like, what is it really like, you know, to live in Tulsa as a black woman, things like that, you know, that you may be having concerns about. But being able to talk to somebody for me to be able to share my experience with them helps to, you know, kind of just make them excited, excited about coming because they have a resource already. So the interview process is more so like, let's find out about you, but also like ask questions, you know, so that you can understand and get all the information that you need to feel comfortable making a move over to Tulsa. And so once that interview is done, you know, we usually will accept people after that point. And from there, it's just a matter of them moving to Tulsa, visiting, joining the program in which month that they they choose to, to move here. Awesome. So who is like the, the typical Tulsa remoter? Like, where are they from? What do they do for work? Like, Yeah. So it's it's interesting. I, I would say like the year that I started working, most of the people that I were talking to were in the tech industry. Mm-hmm. And in terms of like the type of people, like I saw, you know, younger people, older people, like it, there was definitely a variety, races, all of that stuff. And so in terms of like, what's the, like, it's, after that first year and then the pandemic hit, I will say that things changed up drastically yeah. because people who didn't have p- remote positions before, industries now, that didn't have remote positions. All of a sudden they, now have, they yeah. have them. Yeah, now they have them. And so, you know, we've been able to accept even more people just be and have more of a diverse industry coming in just because of the pandemic and yeah. that aspect of it. So, yeah, our members, you can find them all over the globe from, you know, most people are coming from California from New York, New Jersey. So a lot of the coasts are coming in. We do have some surrounding states that have been, we've been able to get people from some like Kansas, Texas, you know, right along the way. So yeah, so we're seeing a variety. When we look at the map, there's not very many places that people haven't come from. And so, so yeah, we're always looking to see how we can get into those spaces and get some of those people over. What's the most far off place someone has come from to do Tulsa Remote? I would say Hawaii. We've had some people come from Hawaii. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's really, really cool. Yep. Wow. Hawaii to Tulsa. <laughs> yep. Wow. Well, I can tell you what, the cost of living is much less expensive Definitely. Oh, yeah. than Definitely. Hawaii. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's that's pretty impressive. And so it, the, the program itself, uh, you're accepted. You are awarded $10,000 to relocate. Like, give us the bones of, like, what, what does that look like? Yeah. So once they've been accepted, they don't necessarily get the $10,000 right up front. Right. That's, that's um, what yeah. I wanted to do. I wanted you to address that because <laughs> take the yeah. money and run. Yeah. Look, a lot of right. people, they think that and it's, that's not the way it happens. So right. I wanted you to, to address that. Yeah. So, you know, when they first come in, they get a lump sum of a certain portion of the money to recoup any of the relocation costs that they've had to spend. Yeah. And then from there, you know, they're getting an incentive every every month. And so until their t- final month where they get the rest of their incentive. So it really is kind of throughout their phase of them being here. They're getting the money versus that $10,000 up front. And then is there also a piece around homeownership? Mm-hmm. So we have over the last year, they've developed a home buyers program, which was meant to assist people who were looking to buy homes. So like, you know, a lot of people come in and they're like, OK, let me try it out. Let me, you know, maybe look at, rent an apartment or somewhere for a little bit till I figure out the terrain. But you have a lot of people, too, who no, they want to buy a house coming in out the gate. Yeah. And so, you know, if they decide to buy a house, essentially we would give them that $10,000 to go towards that process. And wow. so, so yeah, so we developed develop that program because we just knew there was a lot of people that were buying homes, didn't need to wait for a year to figure out. And so we just wanted to with that process. And then you also just signed a partnership with Airbnb, right? 
Mm-hmm. And what's the what are the details of that partnership? So I don't have the details of that <laughs> partnership. <laughs> that may be a question for the higher ups, but yeah. yeah. But I do know that as a result of people coming in and the different housing needs that we've seen, we realized also that Airbnbs was also an option because people still want to figure out. Or you have some people who want to move, but they still want to figure out the landscape. They yeah, still right. want to learn. They don't learn. want to overcommit. Right, yeah. right. They don't yeah. want to overcommit. And so Airbnb kind of gives them an opportunity to have somewhere, but also kind of solidify where yeah. they want to be, be after that. That's awesome. Have you guys considered a college version of Tulsa Remote where you're letting young professionals or just maybe college grads, recent college grads come and get a taste of Tulsa? Which is what I will call it. And maybe it's not a year. Maybe it's three months or six months or whatever. One thing we do know is that when you come to Tulsa, most people who come to Tulsa like it. Yep. Right. You just have to get here. There's not a reason to get here in most in most cases. But once they get here, they do like it. There's something that sticky about Tulsa that makes you want to keep coming back or or remain connected with someone here. And so have, have you all considered a, a a junior version of this with maybe a little bit less commitment and allowing young people to come in and, and kind of flood the city and create an energy and, and a pulse on a whole nother level. So I haven't heard talks of that in terms of Tulsa Remote specifically, but I do know that there's other programs that are developed like that. So like service here, you know, Andrea, that's yes. a portion of what she's doing in terms of bringing people. So we wouldn't recreate their will in terms of if this is already happening. Let's yep. Like, how do we support that? How do we, you know, how do we market that, you know, and help Andrea to build that out so that we do get more people, uh, young people coming into learning about Tulsa without the last, without the commitment in right. that, in that way. So we wouldn't need to recreate that because it's already happening. You yep. know, it's now just a matter of like, how do we get. How do you bolster it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. How yep. do we help to grow it? How do we help to market it and get it out there so that people are aware that this is an opportunity for them? So right now you're at 1,000 participants. What does it look like in five years? Does this go on in perpetuity? What does this, how, how do you, this is to what end? Honestly, I don't see an end sight near. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The, that's what we like to hear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're continuing to get applications. We're continuing to bring in, bring people in. Like I said, we're, you know, averaging 60 to 90 people every month. Wow. And so the interest has not stopped. Wow. You know, and even with the other programs that are being built across the country that are similar, I think that one thing that really makes Tulsa Remote unique is that community aspect of yep. it. Not just saying, hey, we're going to pay you to move to the city, no. but... We want to we're going to pay you to move to the city, but we also like want you to be involved. We also set up the resources so that you can connect with each other, but also connect with the local, you know, Tulsa city at large and make an impact in that way. And so I think that's one thing that sets us apart from a lot of different, you know, remote programs that are happening across the across the globe right now. The um, so some of the Tulsa remoters who are in the program right now, what are their sort of. You know, if if they do have feedback, like what are some of the things they sort of say, like, man, I wish Tulsa had this or mm. that it needs this to make my experience here, you know, a little bit better or a little bit, a little bit more fun. Yeah, I would say a lot of feedback that we get from are usually from our coast people, you know, so like our <laughs> our Californians yeah. and our New Yorkers, We're you know, on the beaches. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I want to party right. till four in the morning. Right, right, yeah. right. right. Yeah. So like, you know, Tulsa, you know, we're very family centric and on Sundays things close, yeah. you know, yeah. restaurants yeah. close. So it's just kind of like adapting to this new culture where it's like you're used to just things being open yeah. all the time. Yeah. 
So like things like that, you know, if for people who are coming from New York, places like that, walkability is really important, yeah. mm. public transportation, those types of things. And so those are some of the things where it's like, you know, you're used to walking and used to taking trains and buses and things like that. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, if Tulsa had like this, it just aligns with what they're used to. Yeah. And so things like that, I would say definitely want more access to just local businesses and things like yeah. that. So, you know, but I also think it just kind of comes with as they learn the lay of the land and they get more comfortable expanding outside of different areas, then they get exposure to to some of those things. Yeah. So. The, um, and then I guess another sort of quick follow-up question to that one is, what has sort of been the feedback from folks who are native Tulsans, like, you know, people who grew up here? Like, what do they think about all these people coming to town, you know, getting $10,000? Like, what, what's sort of been the feedback from the, the community? I've gotten both. So yeah. I've gotten people who are still unsure yeah. how they feel about it. You know, I've gotten people who are like, like, we don't want new people here, you know, not yeah. in that term, but yeah. it's kind of like a reservation to people coming into the city and maybe not understanding what the landscape is and taking time to get to learn that. But I've also seen people who felt one type of way at one point, yeah. you know, so when Tulsa Remote first started, absolutely against it. And then now it's like, how do we partner? You yeah. know, how do we, yeah. you know, how can I meet these people? And then you also find people that are really excited, you know, especially for our local businesses. Retros is a place that a lot of our members yeah. frequent. And so, yeah, yeah. yeah, they go there and like the, you know, the managers love them. Like right. they, you know, go out of their way to just, you know, make them feel comfortable, things yeah. like that. I've seen a little bit of everything at this point. And so it's really exciting just to see like, it's more exciting to see the people who like felt one way and then that's yeah. changed over a course over. of time. Yeah. yeah. And then just seeing our members connecting with locals and connecting with businesses. Like yeah. for me, just it's just warms my heart up just to see that happening organically. It's amazing to see. Yeah. It, you know, it's interesting that these people are moving here. You wouldn't, most people wouldn't think that $10,000 would be much of a lure, but apparently it is alluring, right? And what is what is more interesting to me though is the caliber of people yeah. that are coming. It's not they're incredible. Yeah, it's yeah. these are like incredible. I've met people who are writers in Hollywood. I've met people who one woman I met was as a booking agent. It uh, yeah. like one, someone who worked for Wolf King Puck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people who are incredible software engineers. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, th these are literally people who've lived around the world who've done amazing things. And $10,000 was enough to say, yeah, maybe I'll try this. Yeah. Like, that, that, I wonder how they came up, and maybe you do or do not, don't know this. How'd they come up with that number? Was that arbitrary or was there some science behind that that made them think that this number would be enough of a, a draw to say, eh, let's let's try it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, that's a good question. I'm going to have to go back <laughs> to ask that one because I don't know what, you know, if there was any any th thought put into the $10,000 specifically. Yeah. But it's also amazing to see people come and like they're like, I don't really care about the money. You think uh, yeah, more yeah, people yeah, care yeah. about the money, yeah. but it's just uh, for them even getting I think the marketing of $10,000 is enough to capture your interest to look into it. Yeah. And so I've seen a lot of people who like, you know, initially it wasn't about the money, but the fact that somebody's willing to pay $10,000, yeah. let me look a little further into it. And as yeah. they look further, it's like, oh, wow, this is amazing. You know, and so by the time they're joining the program, it's not even about the money anymore. It's just, I just want to be a part of this. I want to be a part of what Tulsa has. I had no idea the history that is in Tulsa and what I could be a part and how I can make an imp impact. So, you know, the $10,000 is great, but you know, I really just want to be here. Yeah. 
I wonder how much Tulsa Remote can be a resource to fill some of the gaps in Tulsa around things like education. How can we use it as a tool to bring teachers into TPS? Or when you look at manufacturing or some of the other industries that may need a little bit more of a plug here. Technical talent. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. How, yeah. how, how, is that, first of all, on the radar? And then how could it be used as a resource for those different industries? Definitely it is. The more and more we look at the members that are coming in and as we're figuring out, okay, what does Tulsa need? Where, you know, what are, where are some gaps, like you mentioned, then we are thinking about that in terms of like, okay, you know, the entertainment industry, right, was not really something that was a big thing in Tulsa. Like not when I got here, like for right. years after that. And now, you know, we're bringing in producers. Now we're bringing yep. in people who have those experiences. And as that industry yeah. continues to grow, those people are diving in and wanting to be mentors, wanting to be a part of this process and building that up in Tulsa. So it's already happening and we're continuing to look for those gaps and figure out how can we get certain people into those areas. In terms of the teachers, I think there's some work that we probably need to do on the Tulsa <laughs> side of things yeah. to make sure that, yeah. you know, we can bring them, but also like, you know, we're supporting them and we're also supporting our local teachers as well. And so those are things that we're always thinking about. How do we integrate it and make them work together to also make it a positive impact in the direction we want to see Tulsa go in, not just for like the Tulsa Remoters, but for the, the local city. We just had a, the, our Attento company retreat last week. And, you know, we, we sit down with each other and, and we get into small groups and we sort of brainstorm ideas for, you know, building Tulsa in town in Tulsa, Attento. And, you know, one of the things that we think about that would really help, you know, just get more people to to Tulsa is like having media here and mm -hmm. like painting Tulsa in, in a, you know, in a light that is is a little bit more welcoming than it has been in the past. Um, and like media is like a huge, hugely important thing. And I think that's what I'm getting at is like one of the thing, one of the really great things and sort of the ancillary benefits of having Tulsa remote is all the media that you've you've brought to Tulsa and and then like you've brought all this attention here and you know, sort of put Tulsa in the spotlight, spotlight a little bit, which is awesome. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I think, I think it is amazing. But like I said, I think people, even for myself, like before I moved here, it was like Oklahoma. Like, yeah. and I definitely think about yeah. Tulsa, you know, yeah. and now people are aware of Tulsa. They're aware of Oklahoma and it, the interest just goes even further once they get here. Yep. And so they start telling their friends about it, you know, as they're learning things, they're excited and yeah. sure they're sharing that with their family members across the world. And so, yeah. so yeah, it's, it's just been amazing just yeah. to see that. It's just like, a, it's one of those reasons that I think sort of defeats a lot of people's preconceived notions about Tulsa and, right. and, and Oklahoma, like seeing this, this incredible program, bringing all these incredible people here really sort of, you know, defeats a lot of any sort of preconceived notions that one might have about where we live and where we work and, and, and about Tulsa. So I think it's just awesome to see anytime I see a Tulsa remote article, I'm always like, ah, yes, it's awesome. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. it's just so, it's so fun to see. Yeah. I, it'll never get old. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. And our and our members love it. They, you know, are sharing their experiences, you know, outside of just us, you yeah. know, so their Instagram pages and Facebook pages, they're telling about their experience when they accomplish things or they're talking about Tulsa Remote. So, you know, in terms of media, like they're referring their people, they're showing their experience and that's very organic. And it's 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 not something that we're forcing to do. It's it's just happening. Doing it, yeah. yeah, which is amazing. Like that organic growth is just awesome. And I'm sure they're telling their friends and their friends are telling their friends and, the, and everyone's telling their family members. And mm -hmm. that's amazing to see. 
Yeah. Yeah. Is Tulsa ready or prepared for the change that comes with growth? And that's not just with TR. That's with all the things that are causing Tulsa to grow. Do you think that Tulsa is ready for the change that 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 is inevitable that comes with growth? Probably. I would say probably not. But I think that's okay. I think changes. Let's put a percentage on it. What, what, What percent would you say that they're prepared? If it was loading, if change was loading, what what, mm-hmm. what percentage would you give uh give it? Man, that's a hard one. I would say about I'd say about fifty-five percent. Fifty-five percent. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> you had to give it a little nod yeah, over. Give a little nod over, you know. <laughs> okay, now now go ahead, elaborate. Yeah, so I think I think in terms of growth and change, change is not always fun. Right. For anyone, you know, like, when you get, yeah, when yeah. you're comfortable and things, you know, seem to be going well, you know, based off of whatever your perspective may be, change is always difficult and it's always in growing. You're going to have those growing pains. So I would say that, you know, even if Tulsa may not be ready, I think that change is important. I think your growth is important because if you're not growing, then you're, you know, you're dying or you're just stagnant. Yep. And so I think with all of the changes and people coming in, I think it will allow for us to look at things from a more inclusive standpoint. And so for me, it's really exciting that people are coming in because then you get to learn, oh, it's not really walkable because my perspective may be it's walkable because I'm comfortable, you know, driving around and like that's been my way of life. But when you have other people that have seen other perspectives and they can come in and be like, hey, it's not actually walkable Mm -hmm. and it's not. Then you start to look at what your foundation is and then you can tweak and modify to make sure that everything that you have is inclusive and accessible for all. And so for me, that is exciting because even though we may be a high caliber person coming in and they're talking about walkability and transportation, right? If it's difficult for them, then it's also difficult for underserved populations who right. can't get across, you know, can't get from downtown Tulsa to Bixby or other areas right. because yeah. of the lack of. So I think for me, the change is important and it's, cha- it's important to get that feedback because that's ultimately what's going to kick the change into into gear, yeah. you know, versus based off your perspective. If you're comfortable and you're like, oh, I'm, yeah. I mean, I don't have to worry about it, so I'm just not going to do anything about it. Right. Our remoters are also um, providing that feedback and sharing with us areas that, you know, we made a thought was great, you know. and yeah. But now looking at it, you can also see how it's not really beneficial for certain people in the community. Definitely. Speaking of walkability, really quick, funny story. You know Devin Laney from 36 Degrees North, mm-hmm. right? So I'm before I moved to Tulsa, I was in Birmingham, Alabama, and I worked mm-hmm. out at the, the same co-working space that or that he ran in, in Alabama. And, and I got lunch with him one day and he told me he was moving to Tulsa and we were talking about why he was moving to Tulsa. And mm-hmm. one of the things you should know about Birmingham, Alabama, and I love the city to death. It's one of my favorite places on earth. It has notoriously bad sidewalks. Mm-hmm. And I will always remember this. You know, I was like, Devin, you know, why, you know, why Tulsa? And he was telling me about everything that was going on there. And I was like, wow, that's really, really cool. And then he goes, and the sidewalks are really, really nice in Tulsa. And I was like, what is this guy talking about? Yeah. And then I came to Tulsa and I saw the sidewalks. And I was like, okay. He's got a point. Yeah. He's got a point. He's got some pretty, got some pretty good sidewalks here. Right. So the, the, the walkability is not bad. Right. You know, downtown. Right. Um, that's, my, that's my one walkability uh, yeah. side story about about 
So if you're thinking about coming to Tulsa, we have we have great sidewalks. Nice sidewalks. We do. Yeah. We do. We do. <laughs> really nice streets, really clean. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> coming from California, that was one thing that I didn't, I didn't, you don't realize it until you till you move out and then you go back and visit and you're like, oh man, I had to fly through this smog and then yeah. you actually pay attention to the little details. Yeah. And so that's when I knew Tulsa was home was when I went back to visit and I was just like, okay. I've had enough. Yeah. I need to I need to smell fresher air, yeah. you know, and and that's what was a, a sticking point for me. Yeah. Yeah, I'll always remember that conversation. It was I was like, "Wow, I, I can't believe you just said the sidewalks." Like he didn't say like the restaurants or anything. <laughs> He's like, "I don't know, the sidewalks are just really great." What <laughs> <laughs> what is it that you think makes Tulsa a try before you buy a city, but once you love it, you you, you once you meet it, you'll love it. What's like, the, what's the secret sauce? Yeah, what, yeah. what is the secret in the sauce? I've heard a lot of different things. It's not One the sidewalk. Thing... It's not the sidewalk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not the sidewalk. <laughs> Honestly, it's the people, right? So, yeah. like, every time someone comes and visit, the thing that I hear the most is people here are so friendly. Like, almost, like, to a scary point is what they say. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like people are waving you to me, and I'm like, I don't know if I should wave back. But, like, it's nice, you yeah. know? Or um, just the, the fact that also people are really willing to share their network, share their resources, yes. yeah. Um, yeah. lend a hand, yeah. you know, really easy. So that, that you know, almost that Southern kind of comfort feel that people feel when they come here, which is natural. You yeah. know, yeah. you go down the river and people are like waving to you. Yeah. People are your neighbors are willing to share things with yeah. you. Yeah. And so I think initially coming in and then also with how clean it is and the less traffic that you have to deal with. Absolutely. That's a big one. Right. You know, it's funny. It's funny when people you were just talking about how people wave at you and whatnot. You know, on the coast, we ask, you know, oh, how you doing? Good to see you. Yeah. That's just in passing. That You don't mean that yeah. right but here they mean it they're yeah. like oh it's, it's don't good. stop and have a full conversation yeah, with you. Right. Yeah. how are you doing yeah, are your yeah. kids fine? Right. Yeah. i'm like wow i didn't even know you right. jim but nice to meet <laughs> you, you, know? you get a new right. car like well, <laughs> right i did hit traffic for the first time in tulsa the last week car accident car accident yeah, yeah. that's the only uh, reason yeah. I, mean, I was like there's no other reason i was like i think i have to move now yeah that <laughs> like, or construction they, yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's about it i'm staying i'm just i'm staying obviously yeah so they love they love that they love being able to have access within 15 minutes to get to where they want to. They can do multiple things in one day, whereas if you come from certain places, like if you want to go to a festival or something, it's going to be like an all-day experience and you have to drive back multiple hours. Here, they can like meet up with a friend for brunch and then meet up with another group of friends, you know, for dinner, whatever you want to do and do multiple things very quickly. And so they just get to experience just Tulsa very quickly and always looking for new, exciting things to do. So, um, so yeah, I would say that it's the people, definitely the people, lack of traffic, how clean and nice it is, the amount of trees that are here, you know, which you take for granted when you live in bigger, bigger cities, but the Uh, gathering place is amazing hit right now. So, you know, up with trees. (laughs) Up with trees. Yeah. Yeah. Up with trees. Up with trees. <laughs> yeah. I guess last question. So what's your advice to, to folks who are interested in doing Tulsa Remote and wanting to come to Tulsa as part of the Tulsa Remote program? My advice would be do your research for sure so that you can ask the questions that are necessary for you to feel comfortable. Definitely visit if you can so that you can get the feel of the city for yourself and yep. experience it for yourself in your own perspective. As well as when you get to Tulsa, explore get to know people talk to people get involved there's as the city is growing there's so many needs that are still here and the more that people get involved it's more of an investment in the city versus just coming and expecting the tulsa to do something for you like come and think about how can i lend a hand 
How can I share my experiences, skills with the people who are here locally? What are, how can I lend a hand? Things like that. And so I would just say, you know, come expecting to experience Tulsa for what it is. Yeah. You know, remove all pre, pre notions that you have about it, yeah. remove all concerns, all of that stuff, and just come open to experiencing something new and trying new things, talking to new people, explore different things that you haven't been exploring before, and step outside of your comfort zone. Nice. Nice. Well, we want to thank you for your time. This has been most wonderful. And I hope that our listeners have gained some interest and some perspective, not just about Tulsa, but also about Tulsa Remote and most importantly about Dominic Clark. So thank you so much for your time and continue to do the good work that you're doing. Thank you. Thank you all for having me. It's a pleasure. Likewise. Thank you all for listening to another episode of the Be Attento podcast. Please make sure to like and subscribe to Be Attento podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And please leave us a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts. Please make sure to follow Be Attento on all social media platforms. So join us next time on the Be Attento podcast.